Hey everybody, this is Bob Z, the pastor of Joy Christian Fellowship. I want to thank you for tuning into our podcast. I hope it's a word that will encourage you today. Let's remember in these challenging times we're living that God is still in control and that his love for us endures forever. Amen. God bless. I've known you as a father. I thought that was appropriate for today. I've known you as a friend, and I have lived in the goodness of God. Haven't we all, whether we realize it or not? In all my life, you have been faithful. In all my life, you have been so, so good. Now, hopefully, we're able to say that about our earthly dads, but I know this is a kind of a, a day of mixed emotions for a lot of people, and and, and maybe that's not been your, your case, that your earthly dad was faithful and he was so, so good. But we all have a heavenly father who is faithful, has always been faithful, even when we're not faithful. And he's always been good, whether we understand him or understand his ways or not. So with every breath, as she's saying, I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. It's a beautiful song. Uh, he's better than we dreamed, right? He's, he's that good, good father. He's, he's full of love and mercy and grace and kindness and goodness and gentleness. He's also a God full of holiness, righteousness, purity. He tells us to be holy because he's holy. It's hard to misinterpret that. And he's got really, really good plans and purposes for every one of us, no matter how young or how old we are. If we still have a pulse, and from the color of your face, it looks like you still have a pulse. If we still have a pulse, we still have a purpose. Unfortunately, a lot of people today are wandering through this life with no purpose, with no direction, no meaning, no, no focus, no goals. People tell me, I'm just going with the flow. Just go with the flow. Got to be careful what flow you go with. That's Tyson. He's a kayaker. He, he knows about that flow in the river. Some of them flows will take you off a cliff. So we got to be careful what flow we're going with, what path we're taking. In Proverbs 4, it tells us that the path of the righteous, it's like the morning sun. It's shining ever brighter till the full light of day. In other words, the longer you're on that path, the brighter things get, the greater your vision and focus is. That's the path we need to be on. Because the rest of that proverb goes on to say, but the path of the wicked is like deep darkness. They have no idea what they're stumbling over. That's definitely the wrong path. I was on that path. Thankfully, for a praying wife and, and other people, um, I got off that path. Stay off that path. If you're on that path, you, you need to get off of it. You need to turn around and go back and get on the path of the righteous where you can see better. Because we all need to take the right path in life. And the book of Proverbs is full of wisdom to help us choose that path every day, not just once in a while. So with today being Father's Day, we're going to look at a father's words of wisdom to his child. So dads and granddads, listen up, pay attention. This is for all fathers, grandfathers, like I said earlier, fathers-in-law, stepfathers, new fathers, spiritual fathers, future fathers, 
and even some uncles that serve with a fatherly role. And ladies, don't tune out. Don't, don't, be, don't be text messaging people. There's wisdom for all of us in here because this isn't just about a father's son or a father-daughter. This is also about a parent and a child, no matter how young or how old you are, okay? It applies to all of us today and every day. So the title of this message is simply Father's Day 2022, and we're going to be in Proverbs 1 and Proverbs chapter 3. That's nice, Chris. I like that. So Lord, open your word up to us. This stuff is for us today. It's not just a book of old stories. It, it is alive, and it's, so, it's active, and, and it's a purposeful today that your word doesn't go out and return void, but let it accomplish your purpose for it today. Give us ears to hear what your spirit is speaking to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, now, just in case you haven't read this before, let's look at the purpose of the book of Proverbs. It's not just a collection of clever sayings. It is full of wisdom and direction. So beginning Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1 through 4, the first part of verse 4, it says, These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. The purpose of these Proverbs is to teach people wisdom and discipline. A lot of us don't like that word discipline. And to help them understand wise sayings. Through these Proverbs, people will receive instruction in discipline, good conduct, and doing what is right just and fair. These proverbs will make the simple-minded clever. And then the last part of verse 4 and verse 5 says they will give knowledge and purpose to young people. Now in the beginning of Proverbs, Solomon is addressing young people, but this is for all ages. Let those who are wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. And let those who understand receive guidance by exploring the depth of meaning in these proverbs, parables, wise sayings, and riddles. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Some verses say fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And he said only fools despise wisdom and discipline. Only fools. Now, fools in the Bible is a strong word. We don't think of it as a big deal, but it's a strong word in the Bible. Only fools despise wisdom and discipline. There was a great theologian that said, I pity the fools that despise wisdom and discipline. Maybe you don't know who I'm talking about. Anyway, okay. Uh, let's go on here. This book, Proverbs, gives us practical direction. It's full of ideas, suggestions, direction for everyday life. It's not a collection of somebody's favorite fortune cookie sayings. It's valuable. It contains valuable spiritual insights about God's character, his work, and his blessings. And this book of Proverbs tells us how we can avoid a lot of the pitfalls in life and how we can live in a closer personal relationship with the Lord. And Solomon is addressing his son here, his child. But this could be any parent sharing valuable wisdom about life with their child. So we can all learn from this as, as parents or future parents. Solomon warns his child about having anything to do with the, the plans of wicked people. Now, we can't ignore wicked people. They need Jesus, right? But what he's saying is have nothing to do with their plans. Don't, don't, 
don't run into the plans of, of wicked people. Instead, he says, seek wisdom. Tune your ears to wisdom, he tells his child. Cry out for insight and understanding. Search for them as you would for lost money or hidden treasure. Wow. Do we do that? If not, we should. Now, let's remember, Solomon was considered the wisest man in the Bible. So we can all learn from his God-inspired writings. So let's look at how he instructs his child. In Proverbs chapter 3, how this father understands it's every parent's responsibility to teach their children to live by biblical principles and not chase after temporary pleasures of the world. It's our responsibility, right? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. Solomon says, My child, never forget the things I've taught you. Store my commands in your heart. Why? For they will give you a long and satisfying life. Another translation says, For they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Another one says, For they will add length to your days, years and peace to your life. Man, I want that, don't you? Who wouldn't want that? And then Solomon tells his child, never let loyalty and kindness get away from you. Loyalty and kindness, those are important character qualities that we need to pass on to our kids and to, on to our grandkids. But let's make sure loyalty and kindness are character qualities that we already have. Because it's, you can't give someone something you don't already have, right? So hopefully we already have loyalty and kindness as part of our character. Some translations say, don't let kindness and truth leave you. Another one says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. But I went with the New Living Translation today that reads, never let loyalty and kindness get away from you. Sometimes things get away from us that shouldn't. Loyalty and kindness involve actions, not just words. A loyal person acts responsibly, right? You can count on them. When they tell you, I will be there, you can count on them being there because they're loyal. There are some people, if, if I say, hey, can you meet me at 10? They'll say, yeah, I'll be there. I know they'll be there. Other people may never show up, never let you know where they are. But you can count on people who are loyal because loyalty requires responsibility. Kindness requires responsibility too. A kind person does all kinds of things just because that, that quality They'll work for justice for others. They'll help people that they don't know. Because see, thoughts and words just aren't enough. The way we're living our life, that reveals to others whether we're really loyal or really kind. So do our actions line up with our words? Because we know talk is cheap. And Solomon is telling his child, never let loyalty and kindness get away from you. Wear them like a necklace. Write them down deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will gain a good reputation. Don't we all want favor with the Lord? Don't we all want favor with other people? Don't we all want a good reputation? You know what I found out? I can't give myself a good reputation. You can't give yourself a good reputation because our reputations aren't based on what we think of ourselves. Our reputations, good or bad, are earned by what others think of us, what others see in our lives being lived out. That's how we gain a reputation, good or bad. 
Sadly, Christians have a reputation for being hypocrites, right? Sadly, Christians have a reputation for being lousy tippers in restaurants. <laughs> Where'd they get that reputation? By the servers that waited on them Sunday after church, right? We got to change that, folks. I believe the people that come to joy are, are, are more generous than, than the average person because I hear the stories from servers all the time. If you're going out for Father's Day, lunch, and you're a lousy tipper, don't even pray over your meal, okay? Don't, don't bother. No, pray over your meal. Always give thanks for what you're eating. Ask your server if you can pray for them and leave a good tip. Say, well, what if the service is bad and a person's in a lousy mood? Well, we don't know what that person's dealing with. We don't know what's going on in their home life. We don't know maybe their own health. they got a battle they're struggling with. They showed up for work where other lazy people don't even go to work, they showed up for work, so please, you get an opportunity every time you sit down and someone serves you to bless them. We need to do a better job at that. Anyway, we need to pay attention to these verses in Proverbs because we need to apply them to our lives today and every day. Never let loyalty and kindness get away from you. Wear them like a necklace. Let them be visible to others. Write them deep within your heart. Then you'll find favor with both God and people. Boy, the favor of the Lord is good. And it's good to have favor with people. And you'll gain a good reputation. All right. Now we look at one of the most popular verses in the whole Bible. Verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Let's pause right there for a minute. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Anybody besides me ever have trust issues? <laughs> In today's world, it's easy to be skeptical, isn't it? It's hard to have trust these days. We've been lied to so much, especially over the last two years, that we don't trust anything or anybody. And if we can't trust people who we can see and can hear, then how are we going to trust a God who we can't see? We're living in a world of very low trust we can't trust our government. Everyone's got their own agenda. We can't trust the media. They're only reporting what they want us to hear. We can't even trust church leaders with all the scandals and abuse and, and the manipulation taking place. So who can we trust in? The prophet Nahum, he tells us in Nahum 1, verse 7, the Lord is good, a stronghold in a day of trouble, and he knows those who trust in him. He cares for those who trust in him. And he knows. I can fool you and you can fool me, but he knows if we trust in him, how much we trust in him. The Bible even says in 1 Peter chapter 5 to cast all our cares upon the Lord because he cares for us. So we know he cares for us. But do we trust him? And do we trust him with all of our heart no matter what? It's easy to trust him when things are going well. But that's the instruction in chapter 3 of Proverbs, this father, King Solomon, is given his child this instruction, trust the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not just part of it. Not just when things are going well, but trust him all the time. Trust him with all your heart. And boy, we know that ain't easy. Psalm 32, it's not on the screen, but it tells us that many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. 
that song, The Blessing, the girl sang, which says, he's surrounding. He's surrounding us, right? Unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. But we also know that sorrow comes to those who trust the Lord too, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, we're not immune from that. See, trusting in the Lord with all our heart is the wise advice that this wise father is giving to his child, and it's wise advice for all of us too. And then he says, do not depend on your own understanding. Some translations read, lean not on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own understanding. If I'm leaning against something like this music stand, I'm depending on it to hold me up. So I know enough not to put all my weight on it because it's not going to hold me up. And Solomon is advising all of us, don't lean on it. Don't depend on your own understanding because God knows what's best for us. Would you agree with that? I mean, if you don't agree with that, uh, stick around and, and tell me why you feel that way. No judgment. I'm, I'm just curious because I believe God knows what's best for us. I, I believe he's a better judge of what we really need in our lives and what we don't. Sometimes we mix up our needs with our wants just because we can afford something doesn't mean we need it, does it? So I believe God knows what's best for us. All right. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. It's good advice. Great advice. Let's keep going. Seek his will in all that you do. Not just some of the stuff we do, but seek his will in all that you do, and he will direct your paths. In the NIV translation, that verse reads like this. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Or, in all your ways, submit to him. I like that word, submit, better. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Now, if you're making a path in the woods, you usually go around the big rocks and trees and other obstacles, and your path probably has a lot of twist and turn in it, which is more fun than just a straight path. And it has those twists and turns because you're going around all the obstacles. But if you wanted to make a straight path, like the Bible's saying here, God will give, make your path straight. If you, to make a straight path without any twists and turns, you've got to remove the obstacles, am I right? And how many know that life has plenty of obstacles in it? And if we're going to have a straight path to walk through this life the Lord has given us, we're going to have to remove a whole lot of obstacles in our way. And Solomon is teaching his child, there's going to be people and there's going to be circumstances in life that get in our way. There's going to be people we can't trust. There's going to be people we can't count on. There's going to be people that are going to lie to us. There's going to be circumstances and situations that aren't fair. But they're there, and they hit us at home and at work and at school, wherever we are, all over the place. These things are going to get in our way. At least that's been my experience. Maybe you can relate to that too. So we know it's going to take a lot of work to deal with all the obstacles in our life if we're going to walk a straight path. But the good news, here in Proverbs 3, Solomon is telling his child, and he's telling all of us this morning, that if, if, if we we'll submit to the Lord, if we'll seek his will instead of our own, if we'll seek his will in all that we do, he'll direct our paths. He'll make our path straight if we'll seek his will instead of insisting on our own. You know, I used to work in construction when I was a much younger man, and I was the, the guy, low guy on the totem pole. I was usually the guy in the ditch with the shovel. 
and the guy that ran a backhoe would always grab me to, to go with him. And one day, there was this long ditch. They were digging for a long footing of something. It had to be three feet deep and 100 yards long, like a football field long, three feet deep. Now, if I insisted on my way, if I wanted to dig this 100-yard ditch three feet deep with my shovel by myself, that would be hard. That'd be extremely hard and it'd take a lot of time. But my coworker is sitting on a Case 580 backhoe and he says to me, Bob, get out of that ditch. Let me make that ditch nice and straight for you. Let's do it my way instead of your way, Bob, okay? He said, I'm better equipped than you are. Now I'd be a fool to tell him, nah, I got it. I'm going to do it my way. Only fools despise wisdom, right? Well, in a way, might be a stretch, but the Lord is sitting on the 580 backhoe while we're digging away, trying to get rid of all the dirt in the ditch that's in our way. The dirt's an obstacle, and we've got to get to 100 yards. And whatever or whoever that dirt represents in your life, it's in our way. And he's saying, let's do it my way. I can make that ditch straight for you. I'm better equipped. Seek his will in all you do, the word says, and he will direct your paths. Or in all your ways, submit to him and he'll make your path straight or your ditch straight if we'll do things his way instead of insisting on doing it our way. Amen? I hope that makes sense. Look what the father tells his son next. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Well, that's a good one for all of us. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. I don't care how smart we think we are. I don't care how many diplomas or degrees we have hanging on our walls. And I'm not taking away from education. It's a wonderful thing. And congratulate anybody that has accomplished that. It's a huge accomplishment. But human wisdom is always going to fall far below God's wisdom. That's why God tells us in Isaiah 55, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. So are my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So we've got to believe that his wisdom is higher than our wisdom, right? Come on, it only makes sense. And if we're impressed with our own wisdom, we may begin to believe that we can act independently of God. That's a huge mistake. But prideful people who are impressed with their own wisdom do it all the time. They don't think they need to seek God for wise counsel. They don't seek wise counsel from others who may be able to help them. They think they're pretty self-sufficient and can figure it out all by themselves. Self-made man, right? There's no such thing. That's a big mistake to think like that. Solomon's teaching his child, and he's, he's teaching us, hey, you folks at Joy Christian Fellowship, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn your back on evil. A lot of people turn their back on God. You say, no, don't, don't turn your back on God. Turn your back on evil. Then you'll gain renewed health and vitality. Man, there's just so much wisdom and insight in these first eight verses of Proverbs chapter 3. But how bad do we really want this stuff in our lives? What are we willing to do for it? Are we willing to turn every area of our lives over to him? Are we willing to trust him with all our hearts? Because that requires a total commitment. People today don't like that word commitment. 
We like to leave our options open. We don't want to commit to too much. But think about it. What areas of our life have we not fully submitted to his will? Maybe we've already submitted to his will in many areas of our life, but there's still some areas we haven't let go of. Some areas we haven't given over to him. We think we can handle them. But those are the very areas that trip us up and still get us messed up. They still get in our way. They still are obstacles that haven't been removed yet. Is this speaking to anybody? And we can't remove them by using our own wisdom. We need God's wisdom. We need to get out of whatever ditch we're in with our shovel and let God bring his spiritual backhoe in and remove those obstacles for us. His word tells us he'll make our ditch or our path straight if, if we'll trust in him with our whole heart and if we won't depend on our own understanding, if we'll seek his will in all that we do. This has to be a total commitment but not many of us are willing to do that. And why is that? We still want control, right? We still want to call our own shots. And then we wonder why life is so hard. Maybe it's because we're insistent on using our own shovel, our own wisdom, our own abilities, instead of trusting in God's abilities to take care of us and direct our paths. His plans and his purposes for us will always be better than our own. Always. And I hope we realize that on this Father's Day. And I hope we'll take some time later today or tonight before you go to bed or tomorrow morning, sometime soon, meditate over these eight verses. Pray over them. Say them out loud. Obey them because they're so full of wisdom. And we desperately need more of God's wisdom from his word instead of depending on our own wisdom or depending on our own understanding begins with trust, right? You usually don't listen to anybody that you don't trust. So do we trust him enough to listen and obey? Trusting in the Lord with all our hearts? Solomon is teaching his child these valuable truths in his proverb, a father sharing great wisdom with his child. And may we as men rise up and realize the huge responsibility we have to do the same for our children and our grandchildren, no matter how old they are. Amen? Amen. Lisa's going to come, and Lisa is going to pray a blessing over all the men on this Father's Day. So I hope you guys are able to enjoy this day. If, if you're by yourself and nobody shows up or calls you, so what? Enjoy it. Thank God that you have this day. But I hope it's a blessed day. I hope it's not an awkward, hard day for you. Um, but remember, we got one who is faithful, one who is so, so good. So Lisa's going to pray. When she's done praying, if anybody wants prayer for anything, get with somebody, come up here, let Lisa pray for you. She's a warrior. And uh, if not, you'll be free to go. Come back next week, bring somebody with you. Oh, we're meeting in the cafeteria next Sunday, okay? Remember that. Okay, let's receive this blessing. Father, I just pray right now, God, for the fathers, God, for the daddies, for the papas, for everyone who steps up, God. I, just as um, Pastor Bob is such a spiritual father to me and to so many others, God, that 
Sometimes it's not what you were dealt in this world, although God is faithful and he knew the vessel to use to get you here, God. I just thank you that you are faithful, God. I pray right now for an abundance of wisdom. It says in your word that if any man lack wisdom, let him ask and it will be given. It takes a lot of wisdom for a man to lead a family. Financially, God, we pray for a blessing that the burden of finances would not weigh down the men of Joy Christian Fellowship that they would flourish, that everything they put their hands to would indeed be blessed. I pray for spiritual wisdom for them, Father, that they would truly trust with all their heart, that they would surrender their will for your will. And we pray your will be done in each family in this house, God. I pray for physical strength, God, a lot of the times it's hard for a man to admit when he's physically worn out or weak. We pray for humility, that they would be able to ask for help when needed. And I pray that the other men around them would come by their side and rally around and step in when it's their place to step in. Father, I pray for love in their hearts towards their wife, towards their children, towards their nieces, nephews, sons, God, towards other people, but most of all, that their heart would be open to you. Thank you, God, for this day that we set aside to honor the men in our lives. I pray that this day would be a blessing to you as well as our Holy Father. Thank you that even though we may not have an earthly father, we can always count on the fact that you are our Father. I pray that this day would be a blessing to every man that needs you to be a blessing to them today, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray this blessing over the men of this church. Amen.